Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Joe Galati podcast, broadcasting high above the Texas Medical Center in Houston, purveyor of all things related to the liver, health and wellness, nutrition, food and cooking, and all around doctor banter and witty repartee with our experts that visit us. Our website is drjoegalati.com. If you'd like to send me a note, subscribe to our newsletter, or even see me as a patient. If you want to call and be part of the program, dial us at 888-438-9431. And now, on with the podcast. Hi, everybody. Dr. Joe Galati. Before we get into the main body of this week's podcast, I wanted to give just a a slight introduction. So it's a little bit shorter than most weeks. And it is a segment we had this past week on the radio with Dr. Howard Wong. Dr. Wong is the medical director of the Lung Transplant Program at Houston Methodist Hospital here in the world-famous Texas Medical Center where we all work. And he has been on the front line of taking care of patients with COVID-19, COVID pneumonia, lung failure, and even been, uh, and he's even been one of the pioneers in a sense in uh, working to get some of these patients post-COVID recovery that are left with irreversible lung damage to get a lung transplant. So he has really been in the thick of it. And for me, and the radio program, he has been an expert that we have called on on a regular basis over the last 18 months. So with all of that is what is still going on with COVID, I wanted him to come back on and uh, comment on a few things. And what I'm going to be asking him is, where do we stand with the vaccine? Where do we stand with the booster? What is the situation with antibodies and So, you know, the main part here is that we are still having some of our friends and neighbors and patients, co-workers that are against the vaccine. Many, many reasons why that is. One rationale was it wasn't FDA approved or it isn't FDA approved. Well, it is FDA approved now. And I still think that there are going to be some people that will come up with another reason, another excuse not to get vaccinated. The data shows, and Dr. Wong will probably explain it, if you are vaccinated, despite the fact that there is a slight reduction in the protection of getting COVID, there is no doubt that it will limit the chance reduce the chance that you are going to have a serious, life-threatening, life-ending complication of COVID. So that is pretty darn good. The other issue, which I believe is still an evolving area of research, is what do we do with the people that have had COVID? They have antibodies. Are they just as well protected as somebody that has been vaccinated and should they get vaccinated? I still think that that is a big question. I do believe that in the end, we're going to find that these individuals may be just as safe as those that have been vaccinated. But before we say prior exposure with antibodies 
is hogwash and it is of no value versus it is valuable. You are protected. You don't need to be vaccinated. I believe we need to look at all the data. And as time goes on, here we are almost, well, we're, we're just about in September of 2021. I believe that by the end of the year, we are going to have enough look-back research to say if you had COVID and you mounted appropriate antibodies, you are going to be protected. Now, are you protected lifelong? Are you protected 6, 8, 12 months and you may need a vaccine at the back end of all this? I don't know. I think it's going to have to be a comparison between group A vaccinated. We can track those antibodies. People that have had it, group B, let's say, how long do their antibodies hang around for? So I think we'll just have to wait on that. But I do believe we need to have these conversations instead of getting into arguments to say anybody that believes that prior exposure is of no value, uh, it, it, it does turn people off. And I could see where there is a certain unrest within the community with regard to the messaging that's coming out from the authorities. So anyway, without further ado, here is the interview from this past Sunday, Dr. Howard Wong from Houston Methodist Hospital. And of course, if you have any questions, you could always reach out and get in touch with me. Take care. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. I am here. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. The name of the program is Your Health First. Dr. Joe Galati.com is our website. The main thing we would like you to do to stay in touch with us is sign up for the newsletter. It's right there on the homepage. If you like Facebook, our handle, I guess, is at Dr. Joe Galati. All right. Uh, coming up a little later. Our pediatricians, Dr. Sunny Harpavad and Mitra Misra, will be here talking about food, nutrition, obesity, how to take care of your kids. A very worthwhile segment. Okay, let's get to Dr. Howard Wong. Dr. Howard Wong is the medical director of the lung transplant program at Houston Methodist Hospital. He has pretty much been our go-to guy for COVID-19. Howard, how are you tonight? I'm well, thank you. All right. So since we last spoke, and it's a bit disappointing that COVID is still in the news as big as it is, but um, I'll, I'll leave it to you. A, you could give us a state of where COVID is right now, or where are we at with the vaccination effort? Well, I think that COVID, where the state of COVID is, depends on which state you're in. Right. Um, you know, it, it varies quite a bit by um, geography. And so it has something to do with how vaccinated a population is in a particular part of the country. Okay. Um, and that, that has a direct impact on how many people are being hospitalized. So, you know, the vaccines are not 100% protective against becoming infected, but they've been shown to be very effective at preventing serious illness and hospitalization. And that's really where, you know, a lot of these um, low 
vaccine uptake areas are seeing uh, a lot of uh, problems with hospitals becoming overwhelmed with hospitalization. So I would say with all that we know now, pretty clear, vaccination either prevents or limits the serious life-threatening complications. Is, is that the take-home message? Yeah, I think that's pretty clear at this point. You know, with hundreds of people, or not, not hundreds, hundreds of millions uh, having been vaccinated at this point um, and seeing the impact. You know, there was a recent study from the CDC that came out um, looking at the uh, experience in the Los Angeles region between May and July. And they were able to show that unvaccinated people were 29 times more likely to be hospitalized or develop serious illness compared to people who are vaccinated. Now, if vaccinated people do become infected, there's no doubt about that, especially with the Delta variant being more virulent uh, and infectious. But nevertheless, that that protective effect against really serious illness and and hospitalization and death, um, that persists. Has has the 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 attitude towards vaccination changed with the recent FDA approval. Do you think that's going to be uh, something where we see even the the people that were on the fence, are they going to come forward and get vaccinated? That's a great question. I'm hoping so. I I really do. I mean, I I understand that some people were reluctant because of this being kind of a a first-in-class type of vaccine, you know, the mRNA vaccines. And um, the, the rapidity of how, how the development process occurred. Uh, but I think at this point, if that was the reason that you were in doubt and were hesitant about getting the vaccine, I think at this point, with the FDA approval, you need to just go and get it. Exactly. Now, how what's the conversation like when you talk to somebody about the vaccination? And several months ago, we were thinking this was going to be better than 90, 95% protective, and some recent data says it's down in the mid-60 range. But again, in in what you just said, despite that, there is this ongoing protection. What kind of conversation do you have with those, again, that are on the fence to say, gosh, if I'm not getting 95%, I'm not taking the vaccine, we were... um, uh, I don't want to say lied to, but, you know, somebody was less than truthful as far as how protective this was going to be. How how do you respond to that? Well, you know, you, that's really a, kind of a, a overly simplistic view, I think, of things. You know, everybody wants right. a number or a figure, you know, to, to hang their hat on. But um, I think the, the, the thing to take home is that these vaccines are clearly able to keep people from becoming hospitalized and seriously ill. Right. So it turns, you know, kind of a, a, a mortal danger, you know, associated with this infection into more, less, you know, more of an a inconvenience or right. a bad cold, right? And so at least you're not worried about ending up in the hospital and dying from it. Right. And, and that's really something that people need to understand. Yeah. Um, I, and the other thing I will remind people is that, you know, at one point, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were, a, we were willing to accept anything over 50% efficacious. Right. So to get something that was over 90 percent, that was just almost a miracle. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I think this this whole story has been amazing. Now, the the uh, the boosters are now rolling out. And uh, you and I know that our transplant patients are 
getting them the immunosuppressed, the people with weak immune systems. What about your rank-and-file 50-year-old um, school teacher that had the, the two vaccines? Uh, are they going to need a booster? I think the, the recommendation at this point is that beyond about eight months that people consider getting a booster. And, and uh, you know, that, that based on kind of what's available at this point uh, in, in terms of research. And that's the part of the problem with the, the pandemic. You know, it's kind of making these decisions in accelerated timeframes. Right. Is that you don't have time for everything to be there for you to make those decisions. And so, so it's always a balance between, you know, risk and, you know, kind of potential reward in terms of protection. Um, and we know we don't want people to become seriously ill when they are infected. And so if they're at increased risk of that, that's, and we can prevent that with a, a third vaccine or, or a booster dose, then right. I don't think that's unreasonable to, to pursue. Okay. All right, Howard, last, last question. And, and again, I look at this as something that the research still needs to be looked at and analyzed, but people are interested to know, I had vaccine in the past. I have some natural immunity to this. Do I need the vaccine? Are there studies that are looking at this closely to say, if you've had it and a certain level of immunity, you're okay. Where are we at with that? That's uh, something that's also in, in development because that, that immunity is not just one thing. You know, there are various parts of the immune system that are, are all rallied uh, against a, a viral infection. And so we don't really have a good single readout right now in terms of, you know, how, how protected somebody is. Right. You know, antibodies, it's nice to have antibodies, but it's normal for antibodies levels to to decrease after initial infection or after somebody's vaccinated. But what other parts of the immune systems are doing, um, you know, and how much of that contributes to protection, we, we really need to right. get a handle on that. So, so that tell people, okay, you're likely to be protected. Right. So it's still a work in progress. All right, Howard, thank you very much for coming on again tonight. Dr. Howard Wong with Houston Methodist Hospital. Great friend and colleague and uh, working very hard with this COVID situation. All right. Thanks for listening today to our podcast. Don't forget, for more information, check out drjoegalati.com. Information about my book, Eating Yourself Sick, is available there, as well as our clinical practice, radio program, and social media links. We need you to be part of our tribe and community. Until we meet again, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Ciao.